Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Hello and welcome to Pop Crime, where we discuss everything from the gossip to the gavel, the latest scandals, trending legal dramas, as well as the infamous crimes and dirty deeds of the pop culture past. I'm Kiki Monique. If you follow me online, you probably know me as the talk of shame, your go-to source for the biggest pop culture stories and famous trials. I love to consume all the news, books, TVs, movies, and other media and break down the stories so you don't have to. Every week, I'll unpack a new story in the pop culture true crime world, either something that's happening in real time or a reach back into the past. And I'll have some of your favorite creators, attorneys, journalists, other pop culture accounts and more on the show to weigh in. Many of you listening today may have found me because of a TikTok I made that went super viral with over 10 million views. The TikTok was me breaking down every single accusation made in the lawsuit against singer Lizzo by three of her dancers. The TikTok was reposted by large content creators like St. Hoax and B. Scott, and I gained about 60,000 new followers from it. I continued to post updates on the case that eventually became a 10-part series on my TikTok account. But suddenly, the original viral video that laid out all the complaints against Lizzo just disappeared without warning from the public TikTok feed. For several weeks, I reached out multiple times to TikTok to find out why, but as of the time of this recording, I still have not received a response as to why the video was removed and it has not been reinstated to the public feed. I definitely have my own theories on why I think it was taken down. If you see me at a bar one day and buy me a drink, maybe I'll get loose-lipped enough to share with you. Since that video was posted, another complainant has come forward and filed a lawsuit against Lizzo for mistreatment. Lizzo has denied any wrongdoing, and on October 27th, she filed a motion to dismiss the original case brought by the dancers. According to Variety, 18 of Lizzo's employees also wrote declarations to dispute the claims made against her. And Lizzo's attorney says she plans to file a lawsuit against the dancers who sued her. Lizzo lost several hundred thousand followers on social media. The Made in America festival she was set to headline was suddenly canceled, quote, due to severe circumstances outside of production control. And within the body positive community, there was a collective feeling of disappointment in the woman those within the community looked to as its muse, leader, and icon. Can Lizzo's reputation survive this? And if so, what does the future of Lizzo look like? I'll be joined later by veteran reporter and pop culture expert Anthony Dominic to discuss just that. Our main sources for today's episode are complaints filed in Superior Court for the State of California, County of Los Angeles, case number 23SMCV03553 and case number 23SMCV04465, as well as People Magazine, Variety, Vulture. The rest of the sources will be listed in our show notes. As a plus-size Black woman who has been a Lizzo fan since day one, reporting on the story ended up being hard on a personal level. 
I remember the day Lizzo's documentary premiered on November 24th, 2022. It was Thanksgiving, but also the day before my birthday. As it happens in weather-friendly LA, the dinner I was at was being held on an outdoor roof deck. I snuck inside away from the 15 plus group to watch the documentary inside my friend's house by myself. I remember smiling and crying and coming away at the end just feeling inspired about my own career journey in entertainment. Being a big black woman is not easy, period, but especially in Hollywood. But after years of watching, admiring, and essentially being a Lizzo stan, after seeing this doc, I felt invincible. I can't deny that where I am today is in part due to me living my life with the mantra, what would Lizzo do? So when news broke of a lawsuit against Melissa Vivian Jefferson, a.k.a. Lizzo, that accused her and her team of sexual harassment, creating a hostile work environment, religious harassment, racial harassment, plus claims of fat shaming and more, I was floored. Not every single claim made in the lawsuit, however, was made against Lizzo. Lizzo's production company, Big Girl Big Touring Inc., and Lizzo's dance captain, Shirley Quigley, were also named in the lawsuit. And while some claims were made against all three defendants, some claims were just against the management company, or just against Lizzo, or the management company and Lizzo, or the management company and Shirley Quigley. So what was everything in the lawsuit? Well, since I can no longer direct you towards the TikTok where I broke it all down, let's do it again here. The complaint lists three of Lizzo's former dancers as the plaintiffs, Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez. Davis and Williams joined Lizzo's dance team after competing for the opportunity in season one of Lizzo's Emmy-winning reality show, Watch Out for the Big Girls. According to the complaint, Rodriguez was hired separately, originally to be in Lizzo's music video for Rumors, but was subsequently hired to be a dancer for the live shows. There are nine complaints in the original lawsuit filed in Los Angeles on August 1, 2023. These were taken directly from the complaint itself. Hostile work environment. Failure to prevent and or remedy hostile work environment. Religious harassment. Failure to prevent and or remedy religious harassment. Racial harassment. Disability discrimination. Intentional interference with prospective economic advantage. Assault and false imprisonment. The first cause of action, hostile work environment and sexual harassment, is all three plaintiffs against all three defendants and alleges that the environment the dancers were in was, quote, overtly sexual. Davis and Williams claim they felt pressured to participate in a nude photo shoot during the reality show competition for fear of being dismissed from the show. Although ultimately, according to the complaint, Davis was allowed to wear a bra and underwear for the final shoot. The dancers also claim that their dance captain, Shirley Quigley, who they say was vocal about her religious beliefs and opposition to premarital sex, would discuss her sexual habits and explicit stories in front of the group. She allegedly had a, quote, party trick where she would simulate oral sex on a banana in front of the dancers. And according to the complaint, the entire dance team knew about her sexual fantasy of, quote, having 10 penises on her face. The dancers claim that on or around February 23rd, 2023, they performed a show in Amsterdam and that after the show, Lizzo invited the dancers out for a night on the town. 
the dancers admit that participation was not mandatory, but say they felt pressured to attend because they believe that dancers that participated in the after hours events would get preferential treatment by Lizzo. And they say they feared they'd be putting their employment in jeopardy if they didn't attend. While in Amsterdam, they say they had an outing in the red light district and went to a club called Bananen Bar. According to the complaint, the dancers claim that Lizzo goaded her dance team members into, quote, touching the nude performers and catching dildos launch and eating bananas from vaginas of the performers. According to the complaint, Davis claims after briefly touching the breast of the nude performer to acquiesce that her discomfort was so obvious that someone from Lizzo's management, as well as someone from Lizzo's security team, asked if she was okay, to which she replied, Kind of, and no. The dancers also claim that Lizzo pressured a member of her security team to get up on stage, and when he did, his pants were pulled down and the performer began whipping him on the butt while Lizzo allegedly yelled, take it off. The following month, Lizzo and her dancers performed in Paris, and they were again invited to a night out after the show to a nude cabaret bar called Crazy Horse. However, according to the complaint, they were never told it was a nude cabaret bar, and only once they arrived did they realize it. The dancers believe that by Lizzo concealing the nature of the show, it took the choice away from them about whether they wanted to participate or not. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button or spill something or just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code POPCRIME20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com, that's newly with two U's, and enter the code POPCRIME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code POPCRIME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. The second cause of action, failure to prevent or remedy hostile work environment and sexual harassment, alleges that the defendants were aware of the, quote, sexually charged environment and management wasn't in attendance at the Bananan Bar night. According to the complaint, Davis says she made it known to the big girl's management that she was uncomfortable having to touch the nude performers, but says that nothing was done. Williams and Rodriguez allege they reported a tour bus driver for sexually inappropriate behavior but again, say nothing was done. The third cause of action was not against Lizzo. It was all three plaintiffs against dance captain Shirling Quigley and the production company. 
The dancers claim Quigley would loudly express her religious beliefs to everyone on the tour. And when she discovered dancer Davis was a virgin while filming the reality show, she would discuss it openly and says it was even mentioned in a post to her social media. Rodriguez alleges that she made it clear to Quigley that she did not want to hear preaching and reported it to management. The fourth cause of action, failure to prevent or remedy religious harassment, identified all three defendants in the claim because even though the religious harassment claim was directed at the dance captain, Quigley, the dancers claim that because management was made aware of Quigley's, quote, inappropriate preaching and did nothing about it, that both the production company and Lizzo, as Quigley's employer, should be held liable. The fifth cause of action was only made against Big Girl Big Touring and only filed by Williams and Davis, who were Black. They allege in the complaint that they, along with the other Black members of the group, were accused of being lazy, unprofessional, and having bad attitudes by Lizzo's management team, which was allegedly mostly white. They claim the non-Black members of the team were not referred to in this way. The sixth cause of action, which is only made by Dancer Davis and is against Lizzo and the company, is disability discrimination. Davis claims that Lizzo and her company knew or should have known the struggles she had with anxiety, depression, and that she had a binge eating disorder because of the psychological exams she claimed she had to submit to as part of the reality show she competed in to join the team, according to the complaint. In the complaint, she also claims that on or around April 20th, 2023, the dance team was scheduled for an eight-hour rehearsal that extended to nearly 12 hours to re-audition for their spots on the team. According to the complaint, if they performed poorly, they'd be terminated. Davis claims she was afraid to leave the stage and that she urinated on herself during the audition. The complaint alleges this should have made it apparent that Davis was dealing with something stressful in her life. Davis alleges that she was interrogated in a private meeting by Lizzo and the choreographer about her health and well-being and says she felt the purpose of this meeting was to discuss her weight gain, so she felt obligated to disclose her conditions. Davis alleges in the complaint that after this meeting, Lizzo commented in front of the entire team that weight gain is cause for termination. The seventh cause of action from all the plaintiffs against Lizzo's company is for intentional interference with prospective economic advantage. The dancers claim they were put on holds by the management company, meaning they would have to decline any other work that was offered to them while they were under contract as dancers for Lizzo. The dancers claim they were not paid during these holds, and by allegedly forcing them to decline other job opportunities, it prevented them from earning. The eighth and ninth causes of action revolve around a secret recording that was made by dancer Davis after dancer Williams was terminated. The dancers claim there was a meeting in which Lizzo told them that drinking before performances was prohibited. Dancer Williams allegedly pushed back on Lizzo, denying that the dancers were drinking before the shows. The complaint alleges that tensions between Williams, Lizzo, and the production company was evident after that, and shortly after that meeting, Williams was terminated due to what was called budget cuts. Davis allegedly recorded a meeting in April 2023 after Williams was fired. Davis claims she suffers an eye condition and can become disoriented in stressful situations. Because of that, she says she makes audio recordings of interactions so she can review them later when she is less stressed. 
Davis claims this meeting was supposed to be notes on the dancers' performances, which is why she recorded it. According to the complaint, in this meeting, Lizzo allegedly stated she heard that people were questioning her firing decision and demanding to know who it was. Also in this meeting, Lizzo allegedly stated that weight gain is cause for termination. Then, according to the complaint, some days later, the dancers arrived at what they believed was a wardrobe fitting and allegedly all their phones were confiscated when they arrived. Lizzo allegedly stated that she knew that previous meeting had been recorded and allegedly was enraged and cursing the dancers out, demanding to know who it was. Davis states in the complaint that she admitted it was her and was fired on the spot. So the eighth cause of action was a claim of assault made by dancer Rodriguez against Lizzo herself. After Davis was fired for secretly recording the meeting, Rodriguez approached Lizzo before she left the room to tell her she didn't like how she handled the situation and she was going to resign. According to the complaint, Rodriguez says that Lizzo and the dance captain, Shirley Quigley, became irate after her resignation announcement and Quigley began screaming at her and Davis. Rodriguez alleges that Lizzo then approached her, cracked her knuckles, balled her fists, and said, quote, you're lucky. You're so fucking lucky. Rodriguez claims that she believes Lizzo intended to hit her, but other dancers intervened. Rodriguez admits Lizzo never hit her or touched her. Rodriguez claims Lizzo left the room and on the way out, waved both of her middle fingers and yelled, bye, bitch. The ninth and last cause of action is a claim of false imprisonment made by Dancer Davis against the management company. Davis alleges that after she was fired, she was detained in her room until she agreed to let security go through her phone and iCloud storage. According to the complaint, she told them she had already deleted the video, but claims they wouldn't allow her to leave until she submitted to the search. She claims she eventually did allow the search to happen and was allowed to leave. After this bombshell lawsuit went public, the dancers and their attorney began making the rounds on the media circuit with interviews and various outlets. Other dancers and people who had worked with Lizzo started to come forward to support the dancers, and some people came forward with their own stories of an alleged toxic environment under Lizzo. Documentary filmmaker Sophia Nali Allison was briefly attached to the Love Lizzo documentary I mentioned earlier. According to Variety, Allison claims she walked away from the job because of, quote, arrogant, self-centered, and unkind behavior from Lizzo. On August 3rd, 2023, two days after the lawsuit was filed, Lizzo posted a statement to social media where she denied the accusations against her. The next day, Lizzo's dance captain, Shirley Quigley, released a statement on Instagram also denying the allegations against her. Days later, the Made in America tour posted to their Instagram that the show Lizzo was headlining was canceled for, quote, severe circumstances outside of production control, and it was never stated that the reason had anything to do with the lawsuit. According to Vulture, the attorneys for the dancers, Ron Zambrano, says that six more dancers have come forward with similar stories, and they are reviewing those allegations as well. According to the LA Times, Lizzo is being represented by celebrity power attorney Marty Singer, whose client list is a mile long, but includes Bill Cosby, Johnny Depp, Chris Brown, Jonah Hill, and more. 
Singer provided pictures to People magazine of the dancers in Amsterdam and Paris after they claimed they were sexually harassed. Singer says the pictures show the dancers are, quote, happily cavorting backstage. And he also released a video made around the same time of dancer Davis praising Lizzo. The attorney for the dancers claimed that Singer's attempts to discredit his clients is victim shaming, but Singer responded that, quote, the lawsuit is a sham. Lizzo intends to sue for malicious prosecution after she prevails and these specious claims are dismissed. According to court documents, on September 21st, former Project Runway contestant Asha Daniels also filed a lawsuit against Lizzo and her company, and her lawsuit alleges a culture of racism and bullying on the tour and claims she also endured sexual harassment. On September 27th, according to court documents, Lizzo filed a response to the original complaint denying all the accusations and requesting a jury trial. And on October 27th, Lizzo's team filed a motion to dismiss the lawsuit and Lizzo's attorney claimed this lawsuit was nothing more than, quote, a quick payday. In the motion, it alleges that the dancers filing suit missed flights, arrived to rehearsals late and hungover, and even claimed they were drunk during performances. The motion claims the dancers conspired to make that illegal recording during the meeting. The 18 statements from Lizzo's employees included in the motion to dismiss dispute the allegations Davis, Williams, and Rodriguez made as well. According to Variety, a dancer who alleges she spoke with the plaintiffs the night after Bananan Bar says they never complained about that night and were actually enthusiastic about what fun they had. The statements from the employees also say they never saw or experienced fat shaming, body shaming, or any other harassment. Lizzo's legal team says this case should be tossed out because of the California anti-slap statute, which is a law that prevents meritless lawsuits under free speech. The lawyer for the dancers responded in a statement saying, quote, even a first year law student can see that free speech does not cover Lizzo and her team's illegal sexual harassment and racial, religious and disability discrimination. And filming a reality TV show doesn't give Lizzo the right to break the law. A hearing for that motion to strike is currently scheduled for November 22nd, 2023. So what does this all mean for Lizzo and her career moving forward? I'll be discussing with veteran journalist and pop culture expert Anthony Dominic of All Over Anthony when I return. Anthony, welcome to Pop Crime. How are Hi. you? I'm good. How are you? Fresh off of BravoCon you are. I know. Did you, you didn't <laughs> go this year? I did not go. I've actually never been. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a moment and I will say Vegas is really fun. I have been following you, I mean, for a while. You're one of the first sources on, well, it's called X now. I, I, I feel <laughs> like your mama named you Twitter. I'm going to call you Twitter, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you're like my one of my go-to sources. You confirm breaking news when it comes out. And you are a veteran reporter in this industry uh, with so many sources. So I'm just curious, like when the Lizzo story broke, were you one of the breaking news or were you finding out with the rest of us? 
I mean, I feel like I was kind of finding out in real time. I can't even remember who initially broke the lawsuit. Um, but I feel like because being in the news, just kind of seeing it break, it happened in real time for me. Like I didn't have any like inkling this was happening. We heard no buzz about it. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like everyone else, I just found out in real time. Are you a Lizzo fan? I am a Lizzo fan. Uh, yeah, I I actually went to her concert when I lived in Seattle when she was like not as obviously big as she is. Like maybe five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, I've kind of been a Lizzo fan for a while. Because like I know when I heard the news, I'll, I'll fully admit like I didn't report on it for like a full, I don't know, like eight to 10 hours because I was yep. just like in shock because I was like, this is my Lizzo. This can't be. I was like, I need to keep hearing in more information before I just start posting. Um, I don't know yep. if you felt kind of the same way. I don't know if you even had the choice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously I didn't have the choice just working with news. We have to yeah. report what's coming out, but I will say I was like you, I was shocked because usually we hear rumblings about people or different things or stories at to my knowledge, I've never heard one bad story about Lizzo ever once. Well, that was what I was going to ask you. So, yeah, there weren't any negative stories that you had ever heard because, yeah, you know, normally we would hear these sort of things like where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. But this definitely felt like it came out of left field. Were you surprised by it seemed like the the public really... I don't know. I don't know if it was split or how did you feel? Did you feel the public was split or more on Lizzo's side or more on the dancer's side? I feel like initially, like everything, people were kind of like on the dancer's side. I also think with social media, everyone wants to go viral or say something or be something. So they just initially go to like being nasty, I feel like, and trying to get the retweets. I mean, that's where I always feel like I'm getting public opinion is Twitter or X, sorry, but... Maybe that's not the best place to feel like you're getting public opinion. Um, but yeah, I feel like initially it came out and like everyone was like, I knew she wasn't as good because people just want to try to tear people down. And I think because she had this persona of being really good and pushing body positivity and, you know, helping black artists and people, it was just like, this is too much. This is too much in my face. I knew something was wrong. I feel like a lot of people went with that. Um, but I was I was kind of surprised with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering, I mean, you've obviously been a part of breaking news for other scandals that are similar or just like this. I mean, we've had, you know, Ellen, we've had yeah. Kelly Clarkson even, and like the reactions have been different. Do you think that it felt maybe Lizzo was getting a bit of unfair treatment by the public because maybe she's a black woman, because maybe she's a big woman? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, yeah, I still think that she's kind of getting that treatment, um, unfortunately. Now, she released a statement after mm -hmm. it all broke. Like, what was your feelings? How? What was your initial feelings? And what are your feelings now on that statement? So originally, I was kind of upset because I think she took like three or four days to release a statement. And I was just like, what is happening? You're really letting this build. Everyone's all thinking that maybe this is true because you're quiet. Um, and then I started to think she hired Marty Singer as her lawyer, who's very good at what he does. He's represented a lot of people. Um, and then it was a written statement, which is always smart. It's never good to do a video as we've all seen. Well, why um, do you say that? Well, I just think because people pick apart video, okay. right? Like you could see how someone looks a different way or they're not showing compassion. And like, as we know, some people don't, aren't as like, expressive with their face or can look like they have resting bitch face or stuff like that. And people read into that. Um, and I, I felt like her statement was a good statement. You know, it was a pretty long statement. She, I believe she put on social media. Um, and I just felt like it was a really good statement of just like how much she's worked. She's going to address these uh, allegations that were obviously false. And I think she said in there that people have already come out and like 
said they liked working for her and kind of, you know, without being shady was just and a little shady was just kind of like, well, this doesn't really add up. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good statement. You know, I watched uh, like that impact ABC nightline that they did on it and they had, you, you know, that TikToker Molly McPherson, she does like all the yeah. PR statements and breaks them down. You know, she had an interesting take because she was like, the difference between, you know, Lizzo's statement is like Lizzo took no accountability. She really just mm. denied everything. She said it kind of went the Ellen DeGeneres route, whereas Ellen sort of came out later and sort of like, you know, then sort of took some onus on it. But by then it was too late where she says in the Kelly Clarkson incident, Kelly, she said sort of addressed it right away and was like, you know, I want to handle it, which is why she says Kelly maybe weathered it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you think of that take? <sighs> I think that if Lizzo truly feels like she did not do any of this stuff, why would she say, you know, this is on me? I've always, if she feels that she always was pushing this agenda of positivity and everyone being comfortable about their sexuality and their body and all of this stuff, I don't feel like it, you should take it on if you really didn't feel that you did that. Um, I understand. I, I think it's hard. I feel like Kelly Clarkson maybe because that's more of her... Uh, middle America, wholesome, I'll just accept it and move on thing. Whereas I think, I think Lizzo is fighting this because like we went, we talked about earlier, like she's a black woman who got maybe some negative reaction for just being a black woman. And I think that for her, which we've seen this play out is she's adamant she didn't do any of this. And I think at the end of the day, instead of maybe settling, she wants to like fully go head forward and be like, I didn't do any of this. And it's going to come out that I didn't. Whereas Maybe Kelly was just like, maybe I did some of this. I want to move on. You know, it's a different reputation when it's Kelly versus Lizzo, unfortunately. Well, yeah. I mean, Marty Singer even made a statement that, you know, he believes Lizzo is going to prevail. And then he Mm -hmm. said, and after we prevail, we're going to file a suit for malicious prosecution. Do you think that that's a smart move? Or do you think that that's like maybe not a great move? Or do you think he's just doing it just to say and scare maybe the dancers? I mean, I think it's a smart move if they think they have everything, right? Like, I feel like they've kind of been on the, like, the attack in the sense of, like, they've obviously released, I believe, video to TMZ um, of one of the uh, girls talking about how much she loved Lizzo, and this was after the incident apparently happened. There's now been, like, I think it was 10 or 18 people came out. and It was, like, 18 statements, yeah. Yeah, 18 statements and, like talking about how amazing Lizzo was. Some of them were uh, basically, you know, discrediting some of the three dancers and their stories. So, I mean, if they feel like they have everything and there's nothing that these girls really have other than I felt this way or I felt like this would happen to me, I mean, yeah, I mean, go for it. Clear the name. I'm so curious. I mean, obviously you work around a lot of these celebrities. What is like, what is what happens when a celebrity is about to get canceled? Like, what do you what happens behind the closed doors? Like, what are the steps that their mm. publicists are taking? Who are they reaching out to, like, to sort of like manage the like the first seventy two hours? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are uh, specific PR crises, like crisis publicists that they reach out to. I don't want to say all of their names. I don't okay. really say any yeah, names yeah, yeah. because I I don't want to. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think like. Um, I mean, a, a major one that's obviously been public is like Judy Smith, who the show, um, oh my God, Carrie Washington played. Oh, Scandal? Um, Scandal. Yeah. That's like her behind the scenes. Oh, She's okay. helped a lot of people. Um, I, I know her name's been out there. Who does Leif Schreiber? Does Leif Schreiber represent someone in Hollywood in that Showtime? <laughs> what was that Showtime? <laughs> the Fixer? Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> the Fixer. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. That I don't know if that's based off of. I think that's based off of Mark Garagos. Oh, okay, who was with Chris oh, Brown? It could be totally wrong. Interesting. But yeah, there are these people that they bring in, or you know, they obviously sit down and have these meetings with their PR managers, and they really come out with like what what they're going to do. Obviously, like their plan, their playbook. Um, I think they like. They've all been in this. Marty Singer's been in this for so long. They have a playbook of like, all right, let's get all the facts. Like, literally, let's go through everything. And if there's anything that's going to come out, we need to know. And how do we really address it? And then, yeah, the the managers, publicists all around these calls and meetings and talking of like what we're going to do. And obviously, they work and give things to the press or do stuff in the lawsuits. So then they're, you know, given out to the public. As I was reading through the lawsuit, I mean, really what resonated with me is it felt like Honestly, Lizzo had a loose team. It felt Mm. like she had gotten like maybe a little too comfortable and the people around her weren't protecting her in the way she should, you know, like maybe don't bring your dancers to the sexually explicit cabaret shows, bring your best friends, like, you know, bring your dancers, especially ones that maybe you hired on a reality show and just met. Have you heard anything about a big shakeup in Lizzo's team or like, should we anticipate she's going to have a rehaul there? No, I haven't heard anything, which I think is a good sign. Okay. That either maybe they, you know, she trusts these people that she has around them in the sense that, like, she felt like they were doing a good job. Maybe they'll make some changes of, like, how they obviously move forward and in inviting people to do certain things. But I have not heard anything about her firing anyone or doing anything, which to me seems like a good thing for their defense. Okay. Yeah. I guess ultimately, like, do you think Lizzo will weather this storm and she'll, you know, come out okay? Or it will be like a different Lizzo we'll see moving forward? I think she'll be fine. Yeah. I think she'll weather the storm. I think that I watched her documentary. I think that, like, she really has worked her ass off to be where she is. She wasn't handed anything. She's extremely talented. People that have worked with her, celebrities, et cetera, have come out and said how amazing she is. Obviously, people that work with you don't always aren't always going to love you and things happen. And I'm, I'm not like discrediting their stories or what they felt. Um, but I do feel like a lot of people, including Hollywood, are behind Lizzo. I mean, even Beyonce, who, who Beyonce doesn't really do much. She took her name out of the song for the remix at one point and then put it back in. So yeah. she was making a statement. So it seems like behind the scenes, if Beyonce's supporting her, we're probably good. Yeah, I mean, I even go to the comment section of, you know, her statement and, you you know, you see a lot of celebrities, you know, harding and saying, you know, like, you'll come out on this. So it seems like she does have a lot of support. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we see her posting and she's kind of moving forward doing yeah. her thing. So uh, I, I, she's definitely not losing any money. I don't think that's no. not happening. Didn't she just get an award too, Oh, right? yeah. And I think she was just honored yeah. with like an award. And I think the people came on stage and sort of like wanted to show their support there. So mm-hmm. she is getting a lot of public support. I know that we have, obviously, they're trying to get the motion to dismiss this case. I think there's yeah. going to be a hearing in Los Angeles in November. I think I'm going to try to go. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love to show up at a court <laughs> case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll definitely be watching your social media if it does go to court. I I don't know. It's, one, it's really a tricky situation. I know we talked about earlier, like... I see so many settlements where they'll just like settle out of court for a certain amount of money and then they release a statement that they lied or what, you know, like that happens all the time. Um, But this one, I'm not, I'm not confident it's going to get to there. They seem like they have a good case. I don't know. I'm hoping you're in the courtroom. I I hope hope so too. Trust me. If Lizzo goes to court, I'm going to be front row and center. (laughs) Well, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us. Where can all the people find you, follow you for all your hot tea? Yeah, I'm uh, all over Anthony on all social media platforms. Yep. Perfect. That's me. Thank you so much for joining Pop Crime, Anthony. Yeah, thank you so much. And congratulations on everything. You deserve it. Thank you. Of course. 
Pop Crime is produced by Sean Kilby, Shannon Sassone, and me, Kiki Monique. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Guest booking by Ali Freelander. And be sure to follow me at The Talk of Shame on TikTok and Instagram and send your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.